Welcome to Truth in the Word. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, this is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is the Truth in the Word on Anchor Broadcasting. Going to continue today in the book of Acts, chapter 10, going to begin around verse 34, where the Gentiles hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Last broadcast, we talked about how God had given Peter a dream on the top, on the top of his house, how he coordinated with with a man named Cornelius, who we find was an upright man, was not saved yet because he did not know the truth of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and how God is going to send Peter to the house of Cornelius, and a great miracle is done, and God starts to pour out his spirit upon the Gentile nations through this Roman centurion. Acts 10.34 says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. In other words, he does not show partiality. He does not show favoritism. It has always been God's plan to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. We know, we've learned through the Jews first, then unto the Gentiles, God has by no means cast aside the Jewish nation. We know that to be according to the word of God, as Paul said, has God left the Jews? He said, God forbid. Has God forsaken the Jews? He said, God forbid. But we know that we're living in the age of the Gentiles. And we know, according to scripture, that the seven-year period of the tribulation is God's outpouring once again on the Jewish people. The Bible calls the tribulation period Jacob's trouble. And God has and will deal with his people in the future. And we know that Israel will be the lead nation in the ages to come. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron and neither shall the scepter depart from the tribe of Judah. So Peter starts out speaking here and he says, of course, there was people that had come with him and he's speaking to the house of Cornelius and he says, I perceive that God is not a respecter of persons. Romans chapter 2 verse 11, Paul wrote, said, for there is no respect of persons with God. Jesus Christ died for all of mankind, every man, woman, boy, and girl on the face of the earth. Jesus Christ died for our sins to make a way to reconcile us back to God, to repair the breach that sin had made when, of course, Adam and Eve fell in the garden and the product of the fall. We need a Savior. The song says, in times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. And the anchor holds and grips a solid rock. Of course, that anchor is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 9, And you masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, 
neither is there respect of persons with him. So we're going to see this message that Peter is going to preach, and it's going to be the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. Of course, we know the gospel means good news. The message of, of Jesus dying on a cross, laying in the grave for three days, come up out of the grave on the third day, appeared to many, ascended into heaven, in like manner shall come back, sitting at the right hand of the Father, right now making intercession for me and you. So Peter says in Acts 10 and 35, but in every nation, notice the word, every nation, he that fears him or feareth him and works righteousness is accepted with him. He accepts those, God accepts those who fear him and do what is right and accept the only righteousness we have is Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that our righteousness is but filthy rags. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot heal ourselves. We cannot deliver ourselves. But we can give ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is which, which is our reasonable service towards him. For this reason was the Son of God. Jesus Christ was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil, that he might save all those that call upon his name. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible declares that God's plan has always been Jesus Christ and him crucified. The Bible says he was crucified from the foundation of the world. Peter, uh, Paul said in him, we live and we walk and we talk and we have our being. There's no life per se without him. The void in our lives can only be filled by Jesus Christ and him crucified and make, making him Lord of our lives. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, Solomon wrote, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we go back to what Peter said, in every nation, God will accept those who fear him and do what is right or accept the righteousness that God has provided for us to atone, to eradicate our sin. We have a sin problem. This is the world's problem. It's a three-letter word. Everything we see going on right now is a byproduct of sin and man's rejection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the days in which we're living, they'll cry peace, peace, but sudden destruction. <clears throat> Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be no peace on this earth under current leaderships. The only time there will be peace is when the Prince of Peace sets his foot on the Mount of Olives and establishes a thousand-year reign, casts Satan into the abyss for a thousand years, then be loosed again. And then, once again, rebellion will be put down by the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we who have accepted him, who love him, who are accepted of the beloved, the Bible says, will go on to eternity. Time without end, the Bible says, eternity. Our time on this earth is short. The Bible declares it's but a, it's but a vapor. It's appointed unto man once to die, and 
than the judgment. We know the bodies that we live in are simply temporary vessels. But the Bible says we have a heavenly treasure in these earthen vessels. Amen. Which means the presence of Jesus Christ, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. So the Bible says, Solomon wrote, the fear of the Lord. So those that fear him corporately and those that fear him individually. It's the beginning of knowledge in our lives. And Jesus Christ accepts us if we fear him. God accepted this sacrifice of Christ on the cross, which, which paid for our sins. We cannot pay for our sins. The shedding of blood in the Old Testament economy, amen, was simply pointing towards a day when Christ shed his blood made the final sacrifice. The Bible says he went behind the veil and once put the blood upon the mercy seat, taking care of our sins, no longer slaughtering animals. Amen. But as John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world or the sins of the world. Acts 10, 36, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel. So who received the gospel first? Children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is, listen, Lord of all. All dominion, all power has been given unto him. The Bible declares this. In Revelation chapter 5, we See John weeping because there was no one worthy to open the seals. And the angel of the Lord said, Behold, the Lamb of God that was crucified from the foundation of the world is worthy to open the seals. And we see when these seals begin to open, it begin to open, we see Jesus Christ taking back the title deed that was given up by Adam and Eve. Adam was the federal head of mankind. Adam was the son of God. We're sons of Adam. Amen. Because we live under the fall. We need a redeemer. We need redemption. Adam and Eve, they fell, needed redemption. Amen. Redemption only comes through Jesus Christ and him crucified. Reconciliation only comes between, uh, between God and man only through Jesus Christ and him crucified. So this is the message of the good news of the gospel for the people of Israel, that there is peace only with God, through only through Jesus Christ with God, because God, Jesus Christ, is Lord of all. Jesus is the reconciliation point, the bridge repair between Jews and Gentiles, between God and mankind. Acts 10.37 that word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. We know that John actually was the last prophet, per se, under the Old Testament. He came out of the wilderness crying, Prepare ye of the way of the Lord. Amen. There's one coming, he says, a shoe latch, if I'm not worthy to unlatch. He says, I baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So John's calling, six months elder of Jesus, did not live a long life 
per se, but fulfilled his calling as the forerunner, one who announced the coming of Jesus Christ into the world. We've read it. We read the Gospels. We read exactly what happened. Some, some accepted him. Many rejected him. Amen. Same thing going on today. But there's still that cry, Behold the Lamb of God, my Lord, help us today, that takes away the sin of the world. The only way our sins are covered, eradicated, taken care of is through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's past sins, future sins. Amen. Sins now. Amen. We, uh, we, we should not have a mindset of sin. John, uh, Paul said, Romans chapter 6, that sin shall not have dominion over you. He's given us power over sin through his shedding of his blood. Amen. The redeeming factor is the blood of Jesus Christ. He says, you know what happened through Judea beginning in Galilee? The Galilean they called Jesus after John began preaching his message of baptism. So this refers to the life and the ministry and the death and the resurrection and the ascension of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says we must love his appearing. Are we looking for him? If we're rooted and grounded and anchored in Christ, then we are people with hope. The Bible says with, without hope, there uh, it takes the, the life out of men. Amen. We, we cannot survive without the hope, which is Jesus Christ. Acts 10.38, how God anointed. This is Peter preaching now in this group, these Gentiles and the Jews together here. And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, anointed him. That word anointed means smeared, means filled, means completely engulfed with the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity. All three which showed up at his baptism, Jesus the Son being baptized, God the Father declaring, for this is my Son. Amen. How he loved his Son and the Holy Ghost showing up in the form of a dove. And the Bible says he went doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. He destroyed and, and broke the power of sin, broke broke the oppressing power of Satan and the chaos that he uh, uh, brought upon the earth at that time is still bringing on the earth today. The, the answer is Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that Satan is for a season the pseudo-God of this world, just for a season, for a time, all in God's timing, for our times are in his hands. We know that Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. God had called him. Matthew 3, 16. 
And when he was baptized, went straight forth out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened up, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. This was at the baptism of Jesus Christ, which John performed. Acts 10 and 39, and we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in where Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. What he said there, he said, we apostles, the 12, that time, of course, less one, are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross. The Bible declares that everyone that hangs on a cross is cursed. When anyone hangs on a tree, is cursed. We should have been cursed, but Jesus took our curse, paid for our sins, took our oppression, our depression, our sicknesses. Amen. He he, he bore it all. But he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Acts 10 and 40. Peter goes on and preaches. He said, he said, God raised him up on the third day and showed them openly. So we know that Jesus uh, revealed himself after the resurrection to quite a number of people. He showed up in his resurrected, glorified body. Amen. The Bible says, as Jesus was, so shall we be. He's the first fruits of death, the Bible declares. How are we going to look? We're going to be like Jesus. Amen. We will have a glorified body on, on, on resurrection day. Amen. When the bodies come out of the grave and, and become renewed and, and glorified, never to die anymore, never to be sick again. Amen. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. The Bible declares that hope is an anchor of the soul. Amen. So our hope, our good news is Jesus Christ. We're looking for him. When we see all these things come to pass, the Bible says, look up because your redemption draws nigh. So God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear unto many, the Bible declares. Acts 10 and 41 not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. So that points to we'll be eating and drinking in the kingdom. Amen. We'll have the same glorified body of Jesus Christ. He'll never die again. So he wasn't actually introduced to the general public, but unto us, Peter said whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We, we were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He, remember he appeared unto him and he says, have you any meat? And, and um, he already prepared breakfast at, when they was out there fishing. Amen. They went back to fishing and doing what, doing what they, I guess, had to do. You know, they were discouraged. And, uh, amen. We're, we're probably down and out. Here comes Jesus. Amen. And Peter ran out of the boat and hopped in the water to, to run towards his Lord. So he chooses witnesses who testify and who, who risk their very lives to preach this gospel. This, this, this is what happened to 
all the apostles. The last, the last apostle that died, of course, that died a natural death was John, who Jesus gave the apocalypse. The revelation of Jesus Christ was given to John by the Spirit of God. He was the last one to pass away. But they all died and all were martyred. He was on. He was a prisoner on the, the Isle of Patmos. Amen. Amen. The Bible said, "Too much given, much required." We don't know what we're going to have to go through as long as we're in this world, but we must. We must. We must name the name of Jesus. We must point people towards salvation through the cross, through Jesus' crucifixion, through his his uh, his death and his resurrection. His power and the returning of the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll send you one back that'll lead you, guide you into all truth and all righteousness. The Holy Spirit should have complete dominion over every church house. Regardless of whose name or what name's over the door, the Holy Spirit should be that which rules and reigns in the house of God. Then, then the gospel's preached. The Bible said, You can't say Jesus Christ is Lord except it be through the Spirit of God. Acts 10, 10, 10 and 42, and it says, He commanded us to preach unto the people, which they did after Pentecost. We know they, they went out, things were done, miracles happened. The gospel was preached. People most, mostly did, did not receive it. Persecution started. Amen. They were, uh, uh, they were split apart and, and, and chased out. Amen. Because of this, but the gospel got preached to the four corners of the world. He said, and testify that is which was ordained of God to judge the quick and the dead or the living and the dead. Amen. Jesus was appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. So, so today in the time of grace, which we live in, the dispensation of the Gentiles, Jesus is Savior today. He's, he's an intercessor. He sits by the right hand of God. He's advocate. He's our lawyer. He's forever making intercession for us. Amen. All the benefits of what he done on the cross is available today. And he's dealing with mankind. But in the book of Genesis, God said, my spirit won't always strive with man. So today he's the Savior, and tomorrow he will be the judge. Now the Bible says it's pointed under man wants to die, and then the judgment. Every every man is going to be judged. The Bible records two judgments. We know the judgment seat of Christ, where the bema seat, where the Christians will be judged for their motives, where where their crowns will be given, and uh, what the what they did for the Lord actually judged for their works. But we know the white throne judgment. We don't want to be at that one, because the final judgment will be depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because I knew you not. Acts 10 and 43, Peter goes on to say to him, give all the prophets witness and through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins or their sins shall be forgiven him, them only through his name. He's the one the prophets talked about or testified about. And they said this, if you believe on him, if you believe, if you confess, you will have your sins forgiven only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. How do we have 
How do we have redemption? Through his blood. Jesus Christ is the only way. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Amen. So Peter is preaching, talking, pointing these Gentiles towards Jesus, telling them the story of what happened after the resurrection, telling them. And then the Bible says here, we'll see in, in Acts 10 and 44, the Holy Spirit begins to fall on the Gentiles. Remember we said God is no respecter person. Let's see what happens here. While Peter yet spake these words, was still preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. So Peter was saying these words. The Holy Spirit fell upon those who was listening to this message. The Holy Spirit is the change agent. Holy Ghost is the drawing agent. Amen. He must draw. Amen. He must, he must enlighten us. He must give us revelation of Jesus Christ. He gives us revelation of the condition of our souls. Amen. Our need for him. He shows that. And men make choices every day. Amen. Everybody needs him, but some just flat reject him, think they can do it on their own. Amen. Jesus Christ paid for our sins. We need to accept him. But if you don't accept the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then you got to pay for your own sins. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Acts 10 and 45 says, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was the poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So here, those of the circumcision would be the Jewish believers. They came with Peter and were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. Amen. So here we see this middle wall partition being torn down. We see... The Bible says they all shall become one man in Jesus Christ. As I said before, he's no respecter of persons. Glory to God. And and uh, there, there was rejection, amen, in the Jewish nation, and he moved on to the Gentiles. Amen. Many, many received him, but many did not receive him. So he moved on to the Gentiles, was drawing the Gentiles, which was God's plan all along to, to, to save every man. And like we said before, in the future, according to what it says in the Bible, that God will deal with his prized nation, whom he calls the apple of his eye, or the retina, so to speak, the center of his eye. Amen. Those that he loves. And, and he said, I will save Israel. That means the nation will have an opportunity. Not all will get saved. Not all will receive him. But many, many, many will. The Bible says, comes a point in time, in the book of Zechariah, they'll say, where did you get those scars? And he will say, I got these scars in the house of my friends. So the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles too. They, 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 they did not believe that God would ever give the spirit of baptism, or the baptism of the Spirit, to the Gentiles, as was given to the Jews on, on the day of Pentecost, but they did. And then Acts 10 and 46 says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then that Peter asked, Can any man forbid 
water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we have. In other words, he says, can anyone object to them being baptized now if they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Of course, we know that the water baptism does not remit sin, but 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 is confession of acceptance. We have accepted Jesus Christ. We are willing to 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 die with Him and be resurrected with Him. And we'll talk more about that later. We'll start around Acts 10 and 48. This is this is something great that's happening. This is the plan of God. Amen. This is this is why we're saved today. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord, because of what happened back in those days. Amen. Glory to God. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. God bless till next time. We want to thank you for listening to Truth in God's Word today. You can check us out on Facebook at The Truth in God's Word. There you can message us for any reason, whether it be prayer request, comment about the show, or if you would just like to let us know subjects you would like to hear about on Truth in God's Word. We pray that you have a blessed day.